four greatest revelations, greatest truths in the Bible. So that everyone in this room really understands God's will and God's purpose for their lives. Are you ready for that? What do you think the very first revelation is that we find in the Word of God? Who remembers? Let's have a little bit of interactive church today. What's the first thing that God tells us in the Scripture? Who remembers? Who's bold enough? Sure, creation. Who's ever read Genesis chapter 1? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What do you think is the very first thing that God wants us to understand? How many of you, maybe you're walking on a beach. You're out camping in the mountains or sitting at a park right down the street. You look up at the stars and start thinking about God. The Bible actually says that creation declares or reveals the attributes of God. An attribute is something true about God, something you could attribute to Him. When you look at creation, even just the diversity in this room, do you realize that the imagination and the power and the awesomeness of a God that could speak a universe into existence. And not just speak it into existence, He can sustain it. He can uphold it. I got news for you. The government is not going to be the answer to our problems. There is a God that is ruling heaven and earth, His creation. And God has all the power that you and I could ever need in our lives here in this world. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. I want you to understand that is a tremendously simple revelation that God gives us. He even tells us how He made us. How many of you realize you're you're more than just this physical being? In that same chapter, what do we find out? God created man in His own image. And the word for create is to create out of nothing. It isn't until Genesis chapter 2 that we find out that he forms a body for this man that he's created. That this man is going to live in a body made of the dust of the ground. How many of you have been to a funeral and seen someone in a casket and realized somehow, well, yeah, that's them, they're not there. The Spirit has been released. When Jesus hung on the cross, what does the Bible say? He gave up the ghost. His spirit was released from his physical body. That which is eternal goes to that which is eternal. That which is temporary goes to this earth which is temporary. The Bible even tells us he has made for us a terrestrial body and a celestial body. I had somebody recently... Asked me, you know, Pastor, I don't understand. Why does God want us to die? And I thought for a minute, I thought about 1 Corinthians 15, where the Bible says, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Do you understand? God loves you so much, He doesn't want you living in one of these things throughout eternity. He's made something else 
for eternity. He's made this for this world that we live in. First revelation I want you to get this morning. God created the heavens and the earth and everything here. He created you. How many of you know that God has a picture of you in his wallet? Dude, think about that for a minute. He knows how many hairs are on your head. I hate to admit it, but my count has gone down recently. I see others in this room where the count has gone further down. What can I say? He still knows every person intimately. And the amazing thing is God loves every single one of his children. Can I, can I say this to you as a father that, that has children and now grandchildren? What do they have to do for me to love them? Absolutely nothing. Be alive. That's it. And I'm sure it would go on even after that in my heart. The reality is God created the heavens and the earth. What do you think is the second revelation that we find in the Bible? The second truth God wants all humanity to understand. I'm sure some of you have thought this and asked this. You know, how did we get in the shape we're in? You tell me there's a good God, this powerful God, and yet the world is such a mess. There's so much death and murder and wars and starvation, sickness and disease. I mean, how did, the, how did we get in this mess? Who remembers the second great truth the Bible reveals? Yeah, the fall. Man chose to reject God and to go his own way in the garden. And can I say to you, every one of us has sinned in the same way that Adam and Eve did. Who in this room has not sinned? Anybody at all? What happens when we sin? We open the door for the enemy to come into our lives. In fact, it's worse than sin, just so you understand. What did God say to Adam? The day you eat of it, you will what? surely die. We didn't just sin, we died. But wait a minute, we're still alive, aren't we? Maybe there's more than one kind of death in the Bible. Can you think of the different kinds of death the Bible talks about? There's actually three of them. That's pretty strange. Three kinds of death? What do you mean by that? Well, think about it for a minute. We know that Adam, when he ate of the tree, he was commanded not to. Did he fall over dead in the garden? So what kind of death did Adam go through? Spiritual death. He was cut off from God. He didn't know God. He didn't, well, he did at one point, but us after him certainly don't. We've been cut off from God. There's spiritual death. How many of you know there is physical death? Every one of us today is one day closer to that. I'll tell you right now, as a pastor, I want to prepare you for eternity. One day, everyone in this room is going to step into eternity. Be prepared for that day. What do you think the third kind of death is? There's spiritual death. There's physical death. There's another one that's even wilder. Eternal death. That's exactly right. When you step into eternity, it's going to be in one of two destinations. I jokingly say smoking or non-smoking. The reality is God sent His Son. That's our third great truth. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. 
Can I be very bold with you this morning? What is the fundamental difference between Christianity and Islam or Christianity and Buddhism or Christianity and Hinduism or any kind of ism or any kind of other philosophy in life? The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. The third great revelation. And the Bible says that God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. Can I ask you, why did Jesus go to a cross? To pay the price that you and I would have this open door that forever, for eternity, we could be restored and reconciled to God. Each of us, have gone our own way. Each of us, like sheep, have gone astray. And God so loved each of us that He has provided salvation. Salvation means to deliver. To deliver you from the penalty of sin, even the power of sin. How many of you know today in this room, you do not have to live in a sinful lifestyle? The Holy Spirit will give you the power to live in victory throughout your days here in this world. He wants to change you and He wants to empower you to be a man or woman of God. But again, I want you to understand this. These are the simple truths of the Bible. God is the Creator. Mankind died in the garden and we're spiritually dead. Who's the one that first used the word born again? Anybody remember? Who's the first guy to say, unless you're born again, you cannot even see the kingdom of God? It was Jesus himself. How many of you think Jesus knows what he's talking about? Unless you're born again. Nicodemus is scratching his head. How can I be born again? I'm bigger than my mother. How I got, you know, this is impossible. Yeah, that which of the flesh is flesh. That which of the spirit. His Spirit. God wants to do a supernatural work in every one of our lives. What do you think is the fourth truly great revelation in the Bible? First one is that God's our Creator. Second one is that we've died in, in Eden and we're separated from God. Third one is that He sent His Son to pay the way, to make that sacrifice for us. A sacrifice none of us could ever make. What do you think the fourth great truth is in the Word of God? And I'm telling you, this is opposite of every world religion, every philosophy, everything that anybody else has ever even conceived in their heart and mind. You ready for it? You get to decide your eternal destiny. It's not fate. It's not predestination. It's not God that makes the choice. It's you that makes the choice of where you will spend your eternal life, the life you have. See, being created in the image and likeness of God, I have news for you. You're going to live forever. Jesus came that you could have eternal life and not have eternal death. You know, for a couple of weeks I've been teaching, when, it, when I've been preaching, he that has the Son has life. What is it that God wants for us? That we would live, that we would be restored in our, in our relationship with God. That there would be a reconnection with God in each of our lives. Do you understand? You, you have the choice, the freedom, if you will, to either embrace God 
or push him away just like Adam and Eve did thousands of years ago. How many of you know we can't blame Adam and Eve? It's us. Our lives are incumbent upon our decisions and our choices. Understand this. No preacher, no minister, no rabbi, no imam, no nothing is going to be able to determine your eternal destiny. It's your choice. It's your decision. Jesus said, Whosoever will, let him come unto me, and I will in no wise cast him out. Do you imagine that statement? I will not cast out even one. And I know this is going to hang some of us up. You'd say, well, you mean God would forgive so-and-so for what he's done? Let me, let me tell you about the standard of God. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. He will freely forgive anyone that repents. Now that's not confession of sin. In the modern church what we've done is we've said, just come and confess your sins. You know what repentance is? It's when you turn away from your sins and turn to the living God. A U-turn is when I'm going one way and I literally turn around and start going in a different direction. This is what God wants for every one of us. He loves us so much. He wants every one of us to understand you hold the key to the direction of your life. And I'll tell you what, once you've made the decision, once you've made the choice, I am going to serve the living God. I am going to walk with God. I want to be a son or a daughter of the living God. That's when Christianity starts. People say to me all the time, you know, I don't need to be in a church to be a Christian. I'll tell you what you do need to be doing is growing in grace, growing in relationships. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Can you imagine that? He doesn't want you to look like the world, think like the world, act like the world, choose like the world, speak like the world. God wants you to be transformed. And how do we get transformed? Well, this is what the church is all about. So that you can hear the Word of God, think differently, begin to choose differently, and in your different choices and different thinking and different speaking, your whole life is going to go in a different direction. Somebody say amen. I want you to know today, God is a good God. And He's an awesome God that loves us. And, and I'll say this, this is amazing. When I read the scripture, sometimes it just really blows my mind to think of how God summarizes David's life. He doesn't bring up all the dirt. He doesn't bring up all the junk. All he says about David is he served the purpose of God in his generation. I think of like Lot of all people in the Bible. I'm still trying to understand God's, God's thinking on Lot. He actually calls Lot a righteous man. You imagine that. After all that he did, God doesn't remember any of that mess because obviously sometime in his life, he got up and started going in the right direction. Can I say to you this morning, in this church today, it does not matter how you've started in life. It matters how you end in life. And I want you to know that God loves you, that God has a plan, an actual destiny for each one of us. If we'll begin to take some time and just get going in the right direction here, I promise you, your life will never be the same. In America, 
back when I was in seminary, they published these statistics all the time in psychological journals. I had to take many counseling classes dealing with pastoral ministry. They say in America that upwards of 50% of all Americans are at the point of clinical depression, needing medicine. I, I jokingly talk about something that happened down in Alabama where they had a fishing tournament, and because of the money that these fish make, this is crazy. Have you ever heard of a million-dollar fish? They have them. Somebody catches like a 19-pound bass, there's a million-dollar bounty on that bass. But let me tell you, this is crazy. They do autopsies on the fish. I know you think I'm making this up. I'm not. If your fish is caught with steroids or weights in its belly, a lot of times they'll, they'll throw some lead weights into a fish's belly to make it heavier so they can win the contest, win the, win, win the bucks. What do you think they found doing a fish test down there in, in Georgia or Alabama? So much Prozac that they thought the fish was high. Why would a fish have Prozac? Yeah, so many people going to the bathroom after having Prozac that it goes into the system, into the sewer system, and into the fish, and now the fish are all swimming around stone. Do you want to live like everybody else here in America? Do you want to have the discouragement and the depression, the broken relationships and the frustrated life? It's time to get back to your Creator. It's time to get back to the God that created you, that has a plan for your life. It's time to return to the Lord. Because when we do, there's times of refreshing in His presence. Amen? Let's just take a minute and bow our heads before the Lord today. Father God, Lord, you see where every single person in this room is in life. God, I, I thank you for this opportunity to just worship today with my brothers and sisters. God, the way that I needed mercy and grace and a new beginning, a new start and a new life and to be born again, I pray that you would do that for every single person in this room. God, when we look at the stars, when we look at creation, we know you're an awesome God. And Lord, when we look at our hearts, we know that we've sinned. We've fallen short of your law, short of what you wanted for us. And God, when we look to Jesus, all we can do is say, thank you, Father God, for the price you paid that we could be saved, that we could have a new beginning in life. God, we realize that it's up to us. God, I just ask today that you would strengthen every person in this room to stop living for themselves, to stop living in defeat, to stop living, Father God, a lesser life. Lord, open our hearts today. With our, with our heads bowed for just a moment, I want to ask, who here today is ready to really call on Jesus and to give Him their lives. Who's here this morning? If that's you, just raise your hand so that I know. I want to take a minute. Amen. Who else would say, 
Pray for me, Pastor. I'm ready to give my life completely to the Lord. I want to be saved. I want a new beginning. I want a new life. Anyone else? I want to give you the opportunity today. I don't want one person leaving as we celebrate all these new lives. Dedicate them to God and to His keeping. Can I tell you there's a new life for you in Jesus that He wants you to enjoy and have. Anyone else, pray for me. I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. I believe He died for me on the cross. Amen. This is going to be a great day, a new beginning for you. Anyone else? Pastor, pray for me. I want Jesus in my life. Amen, brother. I see that hand. I just want to give you the opportunity today. I don't want to see a single person literally step into eternity unprepared to stand before the living God. God loves you so much. It's your choice. See, that's the truth. It's your choice. Those of you that raise your hands, take just a minute and come on up here. We're going to pray together. I want to ask God to really touch you and to strengthen you and to do that work in your heart. It's just something that every one of us has done and needs to do. Come on up, those of you that raised your hands. I know several did. I'm not going to try to make a spectacle out of you. I want to bless you today. I believe that today will be a day of transformation and transition. And you will absolutely never be the same. May God bless you. Brother, bless you. Hallelujah. Anyone else? This is just the opportunity to come. We're going to go before the Lord this morning. Saw several hands, but that's between you and God. Don't want you to be embarrassed or afraid. This is the day. Today is the day of salvation. Today's the day that God can touch you with His grace and His mercy. Hallelujah. Let's just stand together, church. I want to pray together. Trace, why don't you pray with her? I'll pray with my brother. God, we just come to you this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. I pray, Lord, as, as these cry out to you this morning, that you would hear the cry of their heart. Brother, just pray with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, today I give you my life. Without reservation, all that I am, all that I'll ever be. I believe in you, Jesus, that you died for me. And today, I ask you to be the Lord of my life. Save me. Forgive me. Change me. Give me your power to be a new man. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. And again, every one of you in this room that need to make that same commitment, I want to encourage you today, take some time and seek the living God. Father, we love you, Lord. We just ask as we go today.
that you would fill us with your spirit, fill us with your presence. Oh, Father, watch over us, Lord. We look to you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you this morning. Great to see you today. We'll see you on Wednesday night. God bless.